Hey guys, welcome back to the Cinegarden podcast. This is episode five. We're really excited that you're here. And today we have another very special guest with us. This is Lauren. This is one of my very best friends and she's actually Andrew's wife. Andrew was our guest last week and he talked with us about social media and paid ads and how those can really benefit your business and are so important. Um, and this week, Lauren is going to be sharing with us um, some tips on having a user-friendly website, SEO, um, just being discoverable online, and partnerships, and LinkedIn, and Pinterest, and all kinds of stuff. She has a ton of knowledge. Um, and yeah, so before we get into all that, I'm just going to recap a little bit of last week. We talked about what Andrew talked about and we shared some funny stories. So if you missed that episode, definitely go back. We shared, um, a story about our trip to Orlando. We had some very interesting experiences there. And I think we're going to talk about another experience (laughs) that we had there later on in the podcast, but, um, yeah, it was a really fun episode and it was cool to have a guest on. So we're excited to have Lauren and more guests in the future. Um, so yeah, so Lauren, tell us about you. Tell us about your experience and your history and what you do now. Sure, absolutely. So, well, I started out actually studying music business at University of Memphis and that's really where my avenue was, was all music and And I also now teach on the side and teach songwriting and voice lessons. But my main job is actually digital marketing. And I'm a digital project manager at Wonderman Thompson. So that is my main gig for sure. And it's something that I'm really passionate about. And I love it because you can also see results uh, in real time and see other people get really excited about those results with their businesses, no matter where you're coming from, small business, large business. We typically work with larger businesses, but I did start out in the smaller business world at first when it came to SEO, which is search engine optimization. And we will get all into that as well later, but yes, that is a little bit of my background in history. Awesome. I feel like you're a jack of all trades. Oh gosh. (laughs) You do a lot of stuff. Lauren is like the busiest person that I know. We were just talking about before we started, like when could we hang out this week? And she's like, I've got something every single night, but I can hang out Sunday night. (laughs) That's Um, how it be sometimes. That's classic. (laughs) The Um, grind is real. (laughs) Well, do we want to go ahead and jump into some of the topics? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, cool. So I want you to just tell us a little bit about social media and how you feel like from a small business standpoint, how it should be used and things that as small businesses we should be thinking about. Absolutely. So I definitely think Andrew hit on a lot of these topics and so did you guys because I feel like since you now have had so much time to really focus in on your business, you know, full time, you've had that way of researching and also just knowing your audience, which is huge. You need to know exactly who you're trying to target. And another big part of that, um, not only paid ads, but organically, what does that look like? Right? So not only knowing your audience, but also knowing your competitors, what can you offer that your competitors can't? And I think you guys have really found your niche when it comes to like your boutique style storytelling and your husband and wife team, not a lot of people have that advantage. So really figure out exactly what it is that you can set yourself out like apart from other competitors. And uh, with social media, I totally agree with you with the reels. Those are huge right now. 
And um, as far as Instagram goes, yes, that's that's the biggest platform. I feel like with people our age, they're they're looking there. They're also looking at TikTok. But um, yeah, that's that's basically what I really have to say when it comes to social media part of it. And I think we're really going to get more into the nitty gritty on other platforms and how you can also optimize there. Yeah. So tell us about how we can use Pinterest. Pinterest is not something that I've ever even looked into using for our business, but I know that a lot of wedding photographers use Pinterest. I've noticed that. Yes. So tell us about that. Yeah. So Pinterest is huge. And I actually know from personal experience when I was planning my wedding, I mean, I've always had a Pinterest board since I can remember uh, as far as when it came to the wedding and just inspiration and things like that, that I would always pin on the board. And I had it literally since I was like 16, I think. So there's a lot of girls out there that have already have boards set up for whenever they Mm -hmm. are going to get engaged or whatever for their future wedding planning. So I think the big thing for that is, yes, a lot of photographers use it, but you can utilize your videography on there as well. Meaning that the details is what you can really capture on Pinterest. Like that's kind of what people are looking for is those same kind of themes. If they're looking for a certain theme for their wedding or something that really stands out. So if you have those details in your video that lay out, you know, this, the reception venue or something that has like the table details or the details surrounding the wedding dress, just anything like that. If you can all put it on the board, that is something that will be searchable and some, something that maybe people will click on and say, Oh, like, what's this about? You know, they might pin it on their board, but then that also might pique their interest of like, who's Cindergarten? You know, who's whatever business it is that you're trying to advertise for. So that's something that um, I would definitely look into and try to tap into that market a little bit more. I think Pinterest also does paid ads. If you have the budget for that, great. But if, if not, I would just really stick to the boards and really try to push that organically. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. That's something that I really just never even thought about. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about this link in our notes? What is that? Is that something that we need to click on? Oh no, you're good. I actually just put that in for, for later. Um, if you want to link it to this podcast, yeah, we, can, we can, because yeah, we can basically link it in the description, what is it? Yeah. It's, it's basically just exactly what I was talking about where it has the different themes on Pinterest of really the details of the day and themes. And it also has, um, a really cool, like storytelling example of what somebody has done for like an engagement and it was like here's the love story of Dan and Audrey or whoever it was and it was this really beautiful just theme and like moving images and video and I feel like that's something that um, blew up and so just you have to be really creative on what you do put on Pinterest because of course there's a tons of like wedding stuff on there already so what are you going to go ahead and put on there that'll help you kind of stand out and that was an example of that was that storytelling. Okay, cool. Um, so next on our list is music, and then we're going to take a break. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you do your music first. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say um, I'm obviously a big fan of this podcast, and I know <laughs> that we have been talking a lot about the Allie and AJ breakup song. That was a banger for sure, and I definitely jammed that Did all you the time. see that they released like a new version? They released like an updated version of that. I think it's that whole album and it's like the adult version. (laughs) It has curse words in it. 
Seriously. I didn't know that. When I was like trying to, I think before, I don't know if it was before or after we shot that podcast, but I like turned that song on and I was like, this sounds different. <laughs> like it sounded a little bit different. Oh, and so funny. And then they like said the F word and I was like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> and AJ, y'all Gosh. grown up on us. Yeah. Right. I guess they're still releasing stuff out there. I don't, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. But. I had no idea. I don't know when they released that. It may be old news, but wow, it was news for me. Yeah. No. And I mentioned that because around that same era, I feel like was Lizzie McGuire and Hillary Duff. And that was a big thing for me all the time when I would listen to, um, come clean, wake up yes so yesterday all the oh my gosh classics for sure but um as far as like I guess are we picking my my favorite song right now to listen to Mm -hmm. okay yeah right now uh there was a recent release by Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors and um I really like them I like all kinds of different genres it's so funny because I think Andrew was talking about how he has a different like he has a wide variety of taste in music which he definitely does but I would say mine for sure. Like I will listen to rap. I will listen to everything. You really do. And I like country too. I just, the only thing I really don't like, I guess out of all the genres is like bluegrassy too twangy country, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I don't do that, but um, anything other than that, yeah, we're, we're all game for. So yeah, I really, <laughs> it's just not my, not my liking, I guess. But so yes, Drew Hope and the Neighbors, more folksy. And they're also, um, Somewhere from, I should know this, like my Memphis people are going to be like, really? Yeah, they're definitely from Memphis. And I just can't remember exactly where, but really cool couple duo. And um, their song is called Coming Home. Oh, it's so I didn't so realize good. that they were from Memphis. Mm-hmm. You know what? I actually met Drew Holcomb. Really? Um, so when I went to Mississippi College for a year and a half and um, I was part of campus activities board i don't know if campus activities board still exists there or anything i'm i feel like i'm getting old now like things have probably changed over there but um we would organize like uh concerts that were going to be on campus and uh that was that was one of the artists that came and everybody that was part of campus activities board we got to meet all the artists so i met him i met jude and the lion i met um andrew rip I think is oh, his name. Oh, yes. Andrew Rip. Um, <laughs> Love it. Gosh. I'm trying to think who else. Anyways, pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I and I, that. I think that I think that actually this is relevant to the wedding videographers out there, but I'm pretty sure that Drew Holcomb, or I know for sure that Ellie Holcomb, her music is on Musicbed, which is the website that most of us use to license our music. So mm-hmm. they put their music out there for wedding videographers to use on films. Oh, I don't know nice. if... I don't know that's if Drew... Nice. Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors, I, they have like different. They do bands. They do. <laughs> so I don't know if all yep. of them are on there, but I know for sure that Ellie Holcomb is. So yeah, that's pretty cool. That is cool. I love that. Yeah, I love her Christian stuff too that she's re- re- like releasing. And um, I saw her. I've I, well, I've seen them live a few times now. But I think what's so cool, even though I don't know them, and like you feel like you know them because as they're like singing on stage, it's just them two, and it's just uh and she's so happy like all the time I feel like if I were to meet her in person she's just like a ray of sunshine so mm-hmm. anyway she's always smiling I, I love that it but. is really cool to see like music artists like couples how they just it's cool that they get to do that together and mm-hmm. it they put their like 
they put their their hearts and their emotions like into the music and then they like perform and it's like it's just this whole thing it's really cool I love it did you see um what I shared on our Instagram story the other day the cover that our friends did yeah they they release new music I guess every Monday right yeah yeah so Shout out to Multiply Media, Sarah and Boomer. Um, Super cool couple based in Denver. They are wedding videographers and they're also musicians. Um, They are super awesome. They've mentored us and um, we look up to them a lot, but they release music. They like cover things and record them and they have like, they got all the equipment. They got everything. They do. I noticed that. (laughs) I, I think that is so it. cool. So they actually released a cover to, um, what is that song called? Is it, is it called? I like me better with when I'm with you. Is that what it's that. called? Who's I don't it by? know what it's, uh, there's a the version that's titles. by love. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah. L A U V. Um, I think there's another version by someone else too. I don't know what the original version is, Right. but I like that song. Anyways, yeah. They covered it together and they're so cute the way they yes. like interact together while they sing. I love it. I yes. You guys are sweet. super talented. It's so sweet. If you're listening. <laughs> if you're listening. Hi. Um, all right. Cool. Well, my music, I didn't even. Yes. So I did not. I, I never prepare for this. And honestly, I haven't taken much time the past couple of weeks to find new music. Usually I'm always finding new music. Like uh, I did listen to my release radar playlist on Spotify this week. And it was trash. It's so hit or miss. Like <laughs> sometimes I listen to that playlist and I'm like every song. I'm so excited. And like this is Spotify just gets me. <laughs> and then the next week it's like, why would I ever want to listen to any of these songs? <laughs> like seriously. I get that. Ugh. But anyways, <laughs> um, so I decided to just pull up one of my playlists of just from I think it's a playlist I've made back last year or two years ago. And I just wanted to pull a couple songs from it that I still love right now. Um, one of them is called Call It Off by Skinny Dip and Claire Brooks. Um, super good song. I don't really know what else to say about it. I just like it. It's a jam. <laughs> and let me pick one more. Uh... <clears throat> Little awkward silence. <laughs> That's all right. Um, I'll have to listen to that song. I don't think I've, I've heard of that one before. I made this playlist when I was, me and Rob were in a little phase where we obsessed, we were obsessed with Twitch streaming. Mm -hmm. Big gamers over here. Mm -hmm. That's big right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and so we were in a little Twitch stream phase and I made a playlist to like listen to while streaming. Okay, here we go. Lilo by the Japanese house. You know, I love the Japanese house. That song is so good. Oh, yeah. The Japanese House, so if great. you have not listened, you need to. I like all of their songs. Yep. So. Yep. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, that concludes our music segment. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Welcome back. We're super excited to dive into some more educational content on um, our websites and SEO and all that mumbo jumbo that I don't know anything about (laughs) but Lauren is gonna teach us um I'm such a noob but like Lauren has helped me so much there's been so many times where I've gone over to her house and sat down with my laptop and been like okay what keywords do I need here what do I need and she's looked over my website and she's helped us out a lot so get someone like Lauren in your life that knows about this stuff (laughs) 
Um, Always happy to help. (laughs) So let's talk about the importance of a great website. Yes. So this is definitely a loaded question, but I'll kind (laughs) of just give you the brief synopsis and like the main key components of your website. So as far as your website, especially with videographers, it's going to look different for every business, but as far as videography goes, you're going to want to be really creative in the way that it looks. You want to have that cool aesthetic, you know, something that kind of pops out. As soon as somebody comes to your website, we call it above the fold. So you want to make sure they don't have to like scroll a bunch of times to really find what they're looking for. So as soon as they, they come to your website, if you want to have a nice video, they're already showing or some moving images, just something that really sets it apart from other websites that stands out. And they're like, wow, you know, they're just automatically captured by whatever is there above that fold before they have to start scrolling. So on above the fold, you also want to make sure you have clear call to action buttons. So, um, we call them CTAs or you know, call to action. But what I mean by that is making sure there's a button on top or some kind of way that stands out and kind of highlights the page to show them, oh, okay, request now for more info or call now. Just any kind of button that really sticks out, like I said, kind of pertaining to your own business. So if you do request a quote, okay, request a quote now. And um, make sure that there's, there's several ways and that they pop out to show that call to action. Cause the last thing you want to do is have them scrolling, wondering how they can contact you, you know, cause the, the goal is to have them as soon as they come to your website. Oh, okay. This looks amazing. Let me go ahead and call now. Right. So make sure that's, you know, on the website and also make sure that it's, it's user-friendly, meaning that this gets tricky with photos and videography. I know because you want to have the best quality, but you also don't want it to take forever and a day to load. So you have to really think about, okay, what are my aspects and ratios and dimensions that I should put here? And that's something that you can actually research as well um, on Google. Literally just research what are the dimensions um, that I can put on my website so it doesn't take forever to load on that that page. And you can also see it visibly sometimes if you're like testing it and be like, okay, that took too long. So let's go ahead and knock it down a few notches. So that's something that you're going to have to play with a little bit more, but that does um, help with bounce rate. So bounce rate is basically the um, number of visitors that come to your website and they immediately go to another website because they're like, this is taking too long to load. I I don't understand what's happening here. And they just leave. That's the last thing you want. So um, these kind of tips that I'm telling you are things that are going to help you to not have that bounce rate be affected. And um, so with all that, there's a lot more that I can go into, but I'm going to really touch on blogs and testimonials. So testimonials are huge because if you end up having somebody like you guys did uh, recently, which is awesome. Somebody wrote this awesome review um, for Adeline and Rob when they did their wedding video and it was just like flying colors. And I thought it was the sweetest thing I've ever seen, truly. But you can always feel comfortable in asking them to be like, hey, can we share this on our website? Or can we share this even on Google My Business, which we'll get to in a minute. But Yes, they, you can always feel free to ask for a review. Don't feel shy about that, especially if people really love your work. They're going to want to go ahead and mm-hmm. promote you and not only talk about you to their friends, but also on websites and platforms. So if you get that permission, make sure you have a, a way to see testimonies kind of on the bottom. Those are something that I always look at. I just want to see what 
has been captured by this business or, you know, what people are saying about it. Cause that's just as important as anything else. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're doing that. And then blogs, this is actually really huge. Blogs are a lot bigger than I think people think because, and everybody does them differently. There's a few videographers in the Memphis area that I see actually put a whole blog post about like their different weddings, which is really cool. They make it really nice and they storytell about the day and it's just like beautiful. And, um, so I know that's something that like certain businesses do, but you can also take that to like the next level. If you're like, obviously you don't want to copy what they're doing. You want to do something else. You can talk about your travel adventures. You can talk about videography tips. You know, there's all kinds of different things that you'd be surprised that, um, even though people are age are definitely on social media, we talked about that, but if they're shopping, where do you go to shop for any kind of product? You're going to go to Google, right? Mm-hmm. Just like, or to like your favorite, I guess, if it's a store, you go to your favorite store. But if you're looking to actually shop around different videography um, businesses, you're going to look on Google to see who's number one rated. You know, what's everybody saying, uh, like maybe on Google to kind of get a different idea of which videographers are out there. So, um, with that being said, when it comes to blogs, if they're looking for a certain thing of like videography in Memphis, or they're looking for, um, wedding ideas for videography, if you have some kind of blog that goes along with what they're searching for, that's going to be one of the first things that pops up is Mm -hmm. your blog first. And, um, then they see that they click on it and it's like, okay, then you're automatically to your website, you know? So, um, that's the blog, but as far as, um, SEO goes, so that's search engine optimization. What that looks like, I know this is a lot of info guys I've thrown it out there, it's Good stuff. but, um, you basically in order to kind of, uh, whenever people are looking for certain keywords, like I just mentioned videography in Memphis, you want to be number one, probably when they're looking for that. Um, and that's the goal. Now it takes forever to get there. I'm not going to lie. I, I think, you know, something I would tell people that would come to our company and we're just starting out, I would say, look, if you've never done SEO before, it's going to take about a year to really see those true organic results that you're looking for. And if they think it's worth their investment, great. It is really expensive to do it through a company. Um, but if you know people that like are knowledgeable in that area, definitely see what they can do for you on the, on the back end of the website. Cause that's something we did for Adeline's website we went into the back end and this gets kind of technical, okay, with coding and whatnot, but we went into meta titles and descriptions and I did some research through, um, SEM rush and just different other platforms like that to really find what people are searching for right now in videography. And, um, those keywords that were highly competitive, I wanted to stay away from, but I also wanted to stay, um, into the target range of ones that had high searchability. So with that being said, we kind of form these wonderful meta descriptions, like basically saying, uh, our Memphis videography, wedding videography, that kind of thing. But I made it into a sentence where it flowed. And you also have to take in consideration that it needs to be mentioned in on the content side of the website as well. Not just the meta descriptions, but you also have to sprinkle these keywords throughout the content on your website too. So that'll help whenever people search Memphis videography, Memphis wedding videography, that helps you to be in that Google search organically. So you're not going to see number result, number one result right away, 
but you will start to see yourself kind of crawl as you continue to do these efforts. And it's an ongoing effort, you know? Mm -hmm. And like I said, it takes about a year to really get somewhere. Yeah. I've, one thing that we have, I tried to do this when we first rebranded, I tried to get into blogging and just failed because I just didn't have time to do it. But that's one of the goals for this year that um, we really want to do is to get into blogging and just, um, I've heard it time and time again, even before I knew Lauren, like you need more words on your website. It's like Mm -hmm. the more that the more content that's on there, that's not just images and videos. Um, the more like written content there is, the more chance that like those searchable keywords are going to be in there and are going to be like pulling you up on the list. That's right. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. That is really good stuff. And it's like already has my wheels turning on like what I can be, be doing and like changing with our website and updating and gosh, oh, there, yeah. there's so much, <laughs> there's so much to it. Yep. And I'm here to help with that because I think that's also something that's huge is you, you relaunched a new website and now mm-hmm. we kind of have to, and that's, that's big. It's good because like the design is awesome. And now Thanks. I think we're like really, um, going to use that but now that means i'm going to go back on the back end again to make sure i'm going to yeah those prescriptions are yeah still i was there. gonna ask you about yeah. that <laughs> i got you girl i got you yeah we're gonna look at that and all, like i know that's something else that's like really important right now um to them in particular is destination weddings mm-hmm. elopements so guess what that means that means we're going to create a whole page probably eventually if you're down for this for elopements just to talk only about that because that's going to help you yeah. with that searchability. We need and, to do that. <laughs> yep. To only talk about um, destination weddings as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. All right. That was a lot. Everybody take a deep breath because yes. now we're going to go to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk about Google My Business. Yes. I don't even, I, have we ever talked about this? We haven't. And and that's why Is this I'm new? really glad. Um, it's It's not new. But I will say, I think that it's, it's important for you guys to get on there now that you have all the time in the world to really, well, you don't have all the time in the world, but you know what I mean? You're really busy. But now that we're really focusing more on these marketing efforts, this is going to be another thing I really want to tackle. Okay. So you can actually, um, complete your business profile. If you literally just type in Google, my business, you can complete a business profile to set yourself up on that. So a lot of people think, oh, I'm a videography business. I don't have an actual studio. So why would I set that up? you can set up a service area business, which is big. So again, kind of like what I was talking about earlier, if you're going to search in Memphis videography, the thing that's going to pop up first is not the organic results. You're going to have like your pay-per-click mm-hmm. that we talked about that one time, the paid ads that kind of show on the top and bottom. And those are really expensive, by the way, but they are effective for certain audiences if that's what you're kind of go, going for. But here's what I, I'll give just my two cents on that from a personal standpoint. When I'm on Google and I'm searching for something, I avoid those. Yeah. I don't know if everyone does that, but to me, <laughs> when people pay for those, I'm like, I feel like these aren't actually the real top people. They're not actually what they're advertising that they right. are. They're just paying for the spot. Yep. And... I feel like time and time again, when I have clicked on those, it's like, this is not what I want. Like, this isn't what I'm looking for. Exactly. Um, and so if, from my standpoint, I don't want to pay for one of those spots because at least for the audience that I feel like we have, I feel like they're probably like me and they're like, these, these guys that are paying for this aren't the real deal. <laughs> yeah. No, that totally makes sense. And I hear you. I think it's for bigger brands mainly. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense, especially if you're like a shopping ad and you have that display, 
on top yeah, of it. For on shopping, top, yeah. I feel like it definitely mm-hmm. makes sense. Like though, I feel like the, that's the one exception where I'll click on something because if I'm searching like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm trying to think. If I'm searching for new boots and then Doc Martens comes up, I'm like, okay, I like Doc Martens. Like I'm, and I know they're legit, so obviously I'm going to click on their yeah. paid spot. But like... That's just a very like rare circumstance. Yep. So I, I don't think you. it really makes sense for a small business and it's a lot of money to just like throw at the wall. Very much so. Very much so. I agree with you there. And and so after you have those paid ads, what comes up next typically is that Google My Business listing. You're going to have several different like videographers in the area. So if you're not listed there, that's just kind of a disadvantage if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's It's not huge. Cause I know that we keep on harping on social media and how big that is, but you want to still be able to kind of be across all platforms if you can. So with that being said, once you complete your business profile, you can go ahead and at least have your service area business and it'll kind of be listed as your, um, the title of your business. And it'll just say like surrounding areas or something like that. It won't give you like a specific location. It'll just say Memphis and surrounding areas, and, um, that'll be perfect. Mm-hmm. And then you can start building your profile up from there for people that do want to like leave you reviews. Um, cause that is something that people do is, you know, and it helps your, your website as well in the yeah. long run. I, I definitely, I want to talk to you about that after this, but mm-hmm. I, one thing that I feel like I've noticed is a lot of people leave us great reviews on Facebook, but I don't know how effective those are um and at least in comparison to google reviews sure i feel like more people are are looking at google reviews and it's and it's more so people that are outside of your um like facebook every time i think about facebook i think about okay these are people that i know or people that know people that i know right they're not really people that are out there that i don't know yet yeah. And I feel like people that are going to look at Google reviews are the people we don't know yet. And those are the type of people that we're trying to reach. So, yeah, that makes sense. And I will say it does help your Facebook page and profile for sure. When you get those reviews, definitely. And it kind of helps build that credibility. But as far as Google, yeah, that's going to be the bigger platform when it comes to at mm-hmm. least to reviews and Google mm-hmm. my business. So, yeah, that's they're just kind of, you know, different. Yeah. It's kind of you're comparing apples to oranges a little bit, but yeah, yep, that's that's a phrase we always use at our work. I don't know why, but we do. That's a apples big one. Apples to oranges. Yep. Um, okay, so let's move on to partnerships and LinkedIn. Yes. Okay. So something that we um, harped on. Well, not we but you guys harped on last time in the podcast was, um, that engagement with social media and, um, really, I guess knowing your audience, like I said, that's, that was big, but also what's really big right now. And you guys know this cause you're doing one is, is the giveaways, right. Mm-hmm. But also partnerships with other people. So, and something that you guys have really, worked on and I think have um, benefited from is actually reaching out to others recently for other videographers, just no matter what kind of videography they were doing, you were just open enough to go ahead and reach out. A lot of people get scared to do that, but I feel like it's, it's to your benefit, you know, to only help you grow, to learn from each other. There's a lot of benefits from it. And if you're wanting to partner in the future, that helps both of your businesses grow, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so you can both kind of take your audience. They can follow whoever that person is. They'll take their audience. They'll follow you, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's just the more partnerships and the more 
things that you can do together. These podcasts are great to kind of invite other people on and all that. You just never know what can happen from that. So Mm -hmm. that's huge. Always be open to it. And it helps you to also just meet other people and have more relationships in that field. So, Mm -hmm. and I think that goes with like networking too. And I know this is, this is tough because if you don't like to go to networking events, then that's where it gets tough. And also there's not as many as there is right now with, you know, COVID being a thing, but there are a lot of virtual Memphis events that like just networking and that goes for any business out there. So if you were to research that and, you know, just try it and see and see if it's, you know, successful at all, you just never know what kind of connections Mm -hmm. you can make from there as well. Yeah, for sure. It's, there's no harm in putting yourself out there. Sometimes you just have to accept that, okay, this may not work or I may get rejected or left on red or whatever, you know, when you like reach out to someone to partner with them. Um, but when it does work out and, and you do get a yes, um, it, it benefits you and it benefits the other person. And it's just, it's cool. Networking is such a cool thing. It's something that we just started getting into. We didn't, I feel like we didn't network at all the first few years of our business. So Mm -hmm. um, it is well worth the time and effort that you put into it once you see things actually like come to fruition and you see relationships formed and yeah. Absolutely. And I know you guys have done a few like different vendor um, networking events that you've attended and um I also know bridal shows are big, so it's it's funny because I've never been to a bridal show, but I know that those those brides they be going, you know. So <laughs> yeah, we've done one bridal show, and it didn't really benefit us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that every type of wedding vendor business is there's there's just different types, and I think that mm-hmm. there is there is a like niche, I guess, of wedding videographers that I think bridal shows are beneficial for. I think it depends on what your style is and what your like goal is. Um, so it just, it just kind of depends, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's always worth trying. I like, I'm not, I don't regret doing one, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, I do one again and probably not unless it's like something that I know is very, specific to our style and like the types of vendors that are going to be involved are they are like cohesive with our style and values and stuff um so yeah that makes sense yep what about linkedin okay so (laughs) linkedin is not as popular and i get that but that's kind of going back to what i said about networking right you just never know what professionals could be on there and you know, it's so funny because I don't use it a lot, but there's other people that I know, like Andrew, he people uses it a ton. dedicated to LinkedIn. They use it like it's their Facebook. Yes. And they update the statuses and everything. And so, um, although not, that might not be like your per se target audience, like I said, you just never know what one person might be on there and be like, oh, wow, like check out this video. Because I mean, how many videography things do you see on LinkedIn? Not a lot. So I've never gone looking. (laughs) So honestly, like I'm curious to look into it. Like Mm -hmm. that could be some kind of gold mine that we can tap into that like no one's doing it. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I think that, like I said before, find things that other people aren't doing. Mm -hmm. And that is something that, um, you just never know if somebody's just scrolling on LinkedIn They're like, Oh, Mm -hmm. this is a cool video. Cause usually you just see like 
congratulate this person for a new job yeah. and they don't see a lot of other well you know what i will say this on my linkedin so it's not a it's just my linkedin it's not like do you can businesses have their own okay so i yeah. don't have a Cinegarden linkedin but i have an adeline linkedin yeah and that i have had people just based on my experience and background and everything i have i've had people reach out to me on linkedin about videography services so and that's with me not even trying on my linkedin like yeah. i had that linkedin i made my linkedin probably in college some course that i took that like my professor required us to all make linkedins mm-hmm. um and then i updated it like a couple years ago when i was looking for a new job and like that's it. Like I'd never touch it. Right. So I am curious with never touching it and someone reaching out to me based on my experience. Yep. What if I was putting the effort in with a, with one for our business? I wonder what could come of it. So yeah, that's me curious. Definitely. And you just never know, especially a lot of marketing companies already have like their in-house video team and creative team, but some companies don't. Mm-hmm. So you just never know if they're like looking for a specific look or whatever to their business that they can reach out and be like, listen, I love your work. Would you be willing to partner and work together with, you know, whatever project they're working on? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. Sweet stuff. (laughs) Um, okay. Well this next part has me very intrigued. Um, tell us what you know about the metaverse and how it, how is this going to be connected to us small business owners? Man, so this is wild, guys. I actually took a whole webinar um, on the metaverse and especially with my, or in particular with my company, and they had us explore the metaverse while they were teaching us about it. And it was so wild. I was blown away, especially since like we have been hearing about this for a while and we just didn't know it would be launched. At least I didn't know it would be launched so soon. And I'm like, here we go. This is it. Like like, it came out of nowhere because all of a sudden, one day Rob was like, do you know about the metaverse? And I was like, no, what what are you talking about? Yeah. And then I I get on, you know, Facebook or Instagram and I see at the bottom it says meta. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, what? When did that get there? I feel like it just happened overnight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. I think they were kind of behind the scenes this whole time, which is so wild to me thinking about it now, but yeah, they've been freaking ready for 2022 to just be like, here we go. So, uh, with that being said, um, I was really only able to kind of explore my own office. Like Wonderman Thompson office was in the metaverse and I'm like, Oh, this is so cool. So I I chose a little avatar and was kind of walking around just learning more info about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can change your clothes. You can change what you look like, you know, and you're just, you can also, cause um, it does kind of still serve as like a zoom. I didn't know that I would be able to access it on my laptop, which is kind of silly of me to think, but I'm like, Oh yeah, here I am walking around like on my little laptop. And so I didn't have to have an Oculus or anything crazy. I was just able to access it there. And I think that's probably what the goal is for everyone to be able to access it, no matter what kind of device they're using. So, um, yeah, I was able to kind of walk around. It was like a video game basically, except it was like virtual me in the Wonderman Thompson office. And I'm like, okay, so learning about all these things, is just crazy. You're going to be able, you could also see like my face. If I turn my video camera on, you could see my face above my avatar, which was cool. But anyway, so <laughs> this is wild y'all, but we were walking around, you know, and everybody was like talking in it too. And it's like people from like, all over the world. So is it like 
proximity chat like if you're far away from someone like yes. you can't really hear what they're saying but you can go walk over to them and like you can hear them good yeah and, and it's heck? more that's more like i guess because they have different features like if you're in the gaming world that's more in that um so i don't think that it reflected actually when i was in the office i could just hear everybody um so that's that's interesting but they showed a conference room that you could go into like if you're wanting to do a meeting <laughs> crazy so we're all like in this little meeting room together i'm like is this like what they're going to require of us like we have another meeting is go in the metaverse but you know what it makes me think about it's like we get a destination wedding in like france or something and instead of doing like a zoom meeting you do like a metaverse meeting yeah like we meet for coffee we like sit down and we have our coffee and we talk look we're we're laughing now but I feel like that's gonna be the reality like for sure and it's it's crazy but I'm telling you I think go ahead and get ahead of the game now and um I know it's wild to think about especially if you're like not a fan of that I get it but at the same time again utilize every tool you can right if you're not a fan of TikTok I get it but that's also huge right now. So it's, it's like kind of TikTok like, ain't going away. Exactly. You kind of just need <laughs> to get on board if you're wanting to really um, market yourself and try different things, research things. Um, I had a whole PDF on basically the metaverse and I'm going to share it with you. But um, so with that being said, there's there's things that I won't get into all the NFTs and all that right now because there is <laughs> there is a way to, um, you know, invest and into start stock markets and stuff uh, digitally. That's really big right now, but that's not something that I, I really want to focus on. I want to focus on the marketing part. So marketing the metaverse basically looks like if you're, um, if you're really into gaming or you're really into that virtual world and you say, okay, we, we got married in real life, but we want to have a virtual wedding. I know this is wild y'all, but it's happening. <laughs> and they literally they literally get married in the virtual world and you can do Minecraft, you can do Animal Crossing. And, and here's the crazy thing. They use their, you're going to think I'm crazy for this. It's the truth though. They use their videographers that if they know how to do it, that already like film for them in real life. And they ask them to simulcast, which is basically, you know, live streaming and casting on different platforms of their virtual <laughs> wedding, y'all. I'm, I'm not making it up. I know it sounds crazy. I'm going to talk to Rob about having a, <laughs> a virtual wedding. A virtual vow renewal. <laughs> that would be amazing, actually. And I would oh, definitely attend man. with my little avatar. But this is it's going way over my head. Lauren. But think about how cool that would be. Actually, honestly, if you did have a vow renewal, you could have one in, in real life. But then you could also be streaming. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitch. And because that's big, like simulcasting, like I said, is streaming on several different platforms. So you could be streaming on Twitch, on Facebook Live, like all your different, all at once. And they hire a videographer to do that. And it's big. It's big right now. So um, that's crazy. You can invite like all your friends that, um, all your like virtual friends that yes. you game with. Yeah. And people that live in other areas. Yeah. Europe, Europe people. You just, yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you think about it, it's kind of better than just having like, like I've seen so many people at weddings, they do like a Facebook live and it's like, you know, they have a phone on a tripod and it's terrible quality and like, you know. Yep. Yeah. You want it to be better looking than that yeah. for sure. And you'd be surprised that 
um, that is something that is becoming big. So. I wonder how it's going to bleed over into like real life. Like I'm thinking about cameras that are probably going to come out that like create this like, well, they already have like 360 cams. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking, I wonder if there's going to be this like uh crossover of like video that can be like put into the metaverse that looks like you're actually there like like vr you know but it's like yeah. real or it like that's, looks real like not because like right now when you're talking about a virtual wedding i'm thinking you know it's like avatars it's like fake cartoon looking yeah that's you know that's what it is yeah i wonder <laughs> if at some point there's gonna be like a live streaming camera that like you know what I'm saying? I Am do. I'm speaking I'm, no, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised that <laughs> I've tried not to get in, in too deep into this, but I'm like, <laughs> is there going to be holograms? Like what the frick is going to happen? No, there isn't. I, I mean, maybe eventually down the line, like really futuristic. That would be nuts. Right. But <laughs> no, we're just talking, like I guess, virtually like, right now. Yeah, that would be so wild. It, it makes me think of Star Wars. I know. I'm like, they were way ahead of their time with that because, I mean, that's kind of. I, I bit, would not going. be surprised <laughs> if we were getting close to exactly. the hologram. Exactly. Thing. But right now, it's really just in the virtual world. And, and a lot of people that I said, like I said, like to game, they want to have an Animal Crossing wedding and they want to stream it to Twitch. <laughs> Especially if they're like have a lot of All Twitch, right. you know, my uh, videographers out there that are looking for a niche. Is it niche or niche? Because I've always said niche, and then I hear people say niche, and I'm like, have I been saying it wrong this whole time? It's uh, it's it's both ways. But okay, I yeah, I say both. Videographers out there that don't feel like they have a niche. I'm gonna say niche because that's how I like to say it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this might be your, your opportunity. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like. You can even buy real estate right now in the metaverse. And it's wild because I cannot believe that that's real. And uh, I don't even want to tell you the prices of it. But here's the thing is if you were able to, if you had the money to invest, and that's why a lot of celebrities are doing it right now. They have the money to go ahead and just invest in it. And then um, eventually if that value goes up, because the longer you hold on to it, apparently the value goes up. And then they're able to sell it for like a huge profit and you're like what the heck but that's gonna be a thing you're gonna be wanting to live in your own little house in your virtual world and be like yeah this was worth however much (laughs) (laughs) all right well um i guess that pretty much covers all of our like educational stuff correct yeah definitely and i also wanted to add really quick just because it's cool is shopping brands are getting on the metaverse too and so they're partnering up with like, um, you know, basically the metaverse. And if like, if you like H&M, you can like put on a little H&M avatar design t-shirt or whatever. But I bet they're going to make it <laughs> to where you can uh, buy it. Like you, you have to buy certain clothes. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't even know. But yep, that's come on. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to take one last break. Rob is motioning behind the camera that we need to take a break. So we're going to take one last break and then we're going to come back and share a fun story and some encouragement. And then we're going to close this John out. All right, we're back and we're ready to share a couple fun stories and some encouragement and then we'll be done. So let's start with our stories. (laughs) Um, 
Which one do you want to share first? We can talk about the mysterious kidnapping of Andrew for his birthday. Um, That was super fun. So (laughs) I guess I'll go ahead and start out by saying I surprised Andrew. Andrew. (laughs) Angie. (laughs) Yeah. I surprised Angie. (laughs) For his birthday. And I wanted it to be super big and just honestly invited all these people like on Facebook. I think I created a group and just made it really big. And we went to Dave and Buster's, but he had no idea that any of this was happening. I just told him not to make any plans one night. And he's like, okay. And honestly, I was just planning on like picking up, picking him up and acting like it was just a date and then go to the place. But Rob had this great idea (laughs) where both y'all were basically like, yeah, we should kidnap him. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, like I'm down. That'll give me time to like, I guess, set up at Dave and Buster's, whatever. So yeah, I'll kind of let you take the story from there. Cause I wasn't there for the kidnapping, but I know <laughs> it was pretty wild adventure. Well, I can't, I can't fully remember all of it. Like I, what I remember is I think, I think that it was me, Rob and Jason. Was yeah, Jason And there? Hannah was there too. And Hannah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and we, we go and we, I think we go to the house that he is living in at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we like, I don't remember if we like banged on the door or <laughs> what we did. Um, but we, we blindfolded him and we put him in the car and I don't know if Jason or who did it, but somebody turned on like some like Spanish rap music that was like really intense and turned it up like really loud and so basically he couldn't like hear anything or like he just had no idea where he was going or anything and um we get to Dave and Buster's and I think I can't remember when we like took the blindfold off did we take it off of him before did we lead him all the way in blindfolded? <laughs> they literally led this man all the way in to our private room in the back. <laughs> and I mean, at this point, he was like, you know, guessing that it, he was there. Yeah. But still, he didn't know who was going to be there. Yeah. You know? And he said all he could hear was Hannah giggling the whole time. <laughs> uh, which is oh, wild. Man. But yeah, we still surprised him. And I think that was a really good turnout. There, there like, was his, so many people there. His family was there too, which is crazy. But like, yeah, there was... Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that was great. a fun one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, remember when you guys did my surprise party? Yes, yes, that was great. It was for my twenty fifth birthday, and it was SpongeBob themed because of what's funnier than 24? 25. 25. <laughs> yep. Me and Lauren are both big SpongeBob fans, so oh, I thoroughly enjoyed. She went all out for that. <laughs> Thoroughly enjoyed that one for sure. Yeah. Had a whole cake dedicated to that quote and everything. It was great. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That was such a good time. Mm -hmm. Okay. um, One more story. And this one's, this is like not really a story. I feel like it's just an experience that me and Lauren (laughs) shared together. So back uh, when we went to Orlando, when we had the the really bad experience that we shared on the last episode, um, we went to Disney World and we were at Hollywood Studios and we were going to ride the Tower of Terror. And remind me, had you ever ridden it before? I have. And this is so crazy, y'all. Just really quick side note. I have always been a thrill seeker, loving to ride big rides. And I don't know what happened to me, but I just chickened out. Like, I guess because with old age or something, (laughs) 
I was like, I'm really scared because it's just been so long. So I was like, I don't know what to expect. I remember not liking the feeling of like my stomach dropping. Yeah. So I was like, oh, here we go. You know, but we had to ride it. We were there. So mm-hmm. Well, I had never ridden the Tower of Terror. I had been to Disney World multiple times in my life. Um, and the most recent time that I'd gone was back when I was like uh, a freshman in high school. So I was like 15. And I remember all my friends, they went and rode the Tower of Terror. And I was like too scared to do it and i just sat outside and like listen to everyone screaming because you right. know how like the doors open and everyone's like <laughs> and, I, and it, that sound alone like made my stomach hurt like yep i was just scared um but the older i've gotten actually the more brave i've gotten with rides which is weird that i've like changed because i feel like that's kind of like an opposite thing for people yeah but, it's weird i don't know what's yeah. wrong but <laughs> But so we go to ride the Tower of Terror and um, <laughs> and when it actually dropped, it, both like we rode it multiple times, multiple times. And mm-hmm. every time that we rode it, I swear it was dropped. They dropped us at a different time. There, it was a different pattern. There was no predicting it. Mm-mm. And so it just would take your breath away every time. Yep. But that first time, I mean... <laughs> It's like the floor drops out from under you and we like your seatbelt just holds you in like you're floating out of your chair, you know, (laughs) and there's a picture of me and Lauren, which I'll put up here, (laughs) but we literally were holding on to each other for dear life and Lauren's scared to death. I'm like enjoying it, but also very scared. Um, But that was just that picture. Like we had to buy that picture because it was just hilarious because we were just like holding on to each other. I literally looked like I was in pain. It just was that scary, (laughs) truly. And I felt bad because like Andrew and probably Rob too, they like to have that that fun and like not have to feel like you have to link arms. Yeah, they want to like put their hands up. Yeah, we like immediately. I don't think I can do it. Like I don't think I can put my hands up. Yeah, we immediately freaking linked arms, which I think kind of lessened the blow a little bit. Yeah. I had to every time. There was no way I was about to float out of my chair. (laughs) I know. I mean, it feels like you're not going to stay like in place. Right. Mm. Oh, so wild, but such a good time. Yeah. I I loved that trip. I would go back any day. Um, all right. So we are going to end this with some encouragement. We picked out a verse, um, in Colossians, it's Colossians 3, 23 through 24. Um, and I'll read that. It says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you're serving is Christ. Mm. And, that, I mean, that's a good, and just in general, that's a great reminder for everyday life, no matter what you're doing, whether you're a small business owner or what. But um, I think as a small business owner, from my perspective, um, one, we can get very hyper-focused on um, affirmation from our clients and and the opposite, like negative feedback from clients. We can get really caught up in those things and um and then as well as other vendors that we work alongside we can get really like wrapped up in what they think and um and then with social media I mean that's just a whole nother thing where we're constantly working for the approval of the world where we're working for the approval of vendors that we want to work with and clients that we want to work with and um just people in general, we're 
grinding and and we really want you know likes and engagement and we want people to follow us and we want people to notice us and um I think when we get super caught up in that we lose sight of what really matters and the fact that at the end of the day it really doesn't matter how many likes we get yeah um one we're working for the Lord and he's going to reward us no matter what but two I think we just have to trust that what we are working for, he will reward us in his own way. And it may not look the way that we expect to be rewarded. Um, and it's, it's super defeating when you're like focused on social media and you're focused on just the approval of other people and you don't get it. Like you don't get Mm -hmm. that approval that you're like working so hard for. You feel just empty and like, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you just don't feel good enough and I think when I start to feel like that, I have to, I have to step back and I'm like, all right, I probably need to like not look at social media for a minute or, mm-hmm. um, I need to just take a minute to, to read scripture and pray and like refocus. Um, because clearly I'm, I'm focused on the wrong thing and it, it's messing up my, like my mental, it's making me feel bad about myself and my business. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a constant struggle and it's a constant thing that you have to fight against. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. And I think it's a, it's a balance too, because if you are um, glorifying God in what you do, then that's already going to be reflected in others. And they're going to see that, Mm -hmm. you know, and you don't have to worry about what they think or what they say. And I I think that's really, really big. And that's big for me too, because I'm a people pleaser, you know, and um, that's something that I struggle with constantly. But I know that I still give my absolute best effort, not necessarily for them, but for for God. And Mm -hmm. when you do that, it's reflected in your work. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for sure. Good stuff. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is really fun. Thank you, Lauren, for being a part of it. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to hear what people have to say. And I feel like people are really going to be, what's the word I'm looking for? People are going to find this information really helpful because I already am walking away with thinking of things that I should be doing and things that I can be working on. Um, so this is really important stuff. Sometimes we need to shift our focus from our art because, yes, our art is it's the most important thing, but it's not the only important thing. We got to we got to think about all this other stuff that's going to bring us opportunities to do the art. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this was fun. Thanks for tuning in. And if you guys are watching on YouTube, be sure to like this video and comment and subscribe. We post every Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time. And then you can also listen to the podcast on Spotify and Apple. Um, Also released at 12 p.m. Central Time every single Friday. Um, If you guys have any suggestions on topics or things that you would like to hear about or for us to invite a speaker on, um, let us know. We're down for anything. So, yeah. Love it. (laughs) We signing out now? Yeah, we're signing out. All right. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. See you next time.